Hello, people, and thank you for joining me and my friends on the Game Files podcast. My name is Matthew, and I will be hosting discussions on all things dice throwing, button mashing, page turning, and screen viewing from the past, present, and future of those things that occupy our spare time. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we've got a special production today. We have Marty here, live and in person. Hello. And Radis as well, straight from St. Louis. Hello, hello. Today we're going to be talking, basically we're going to pull a Band-Aid off, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but uh, we're going to get into the MMO gaming that we have done over the years, and more specifically, the Western Coalition, West Co-Regulators, whatever we want to call the guilds that we produced throughout, oh, throughout they're games. All they're all, they're all West Co. And everybody assumes it means West Coast. It does not, but we'll get into that later. We have... As a conglomerate, we've been playing MMOs uh, quite a while now. Um, I mean, we've started with different ones and done different things. Two of them in particular we played quite a bit, um, at least at different times. But uh, we'll go ahead and get started off with Star Wars Galaxies. I miss Star Wars Galaxies. I do too. I miss the original version. Not. I do too. And Don't hate. Yeah. So... Again, I was I was kind of one of those guys uh, who always had I won't say the best computers, but I had decent computers. You know, coming into the gaming industry, and you know when when I heard about Star Wars Galaxies, I was I thought it was going to be awful just because of, you know I looked at the graphics of it in general and the pictures, and I'm like, eh, this isn't so good. But then I played the game, and. The, ga- the graphics actually were fantastic for the time. It was just yeah. the screenshots didn't look so good. Oh, just yeah, to say, because it was just as good as King's Quest or Oblivion sure. or any of those other games that were out at that time. And actually, I don't know if Oblivion was out by 03. Yeah. But it, it, was, a, it was a fantastic game. Uh, it was very dynamic, had different skill trees, different things you could do. And, you know, I could just go in there, play for a while, log out, and move on with my life. Um, shortly after we started playing, though, we decided to start a guild after I got a few other people in there. And uh, it was called the West... Was Well, it's Western Coalition. Sorry, guys. I know we call it Westco and different other iterations of it. But it was the Western Coalition. And uh, it didn't matter if you were Alliance or if you were... Or sorry, if you were the Rebels or the, the Imperials. We were kind of a neutral guild. I mean, we all kind of bounced back and forth as time went on. But we had definitely built some pretty strong relationships that traveled to other games. We'll go ahead and uh, open this up to Marty. Marty, what was your best memory of Star Wars Galaxies? Well, two spots on this I want to talk about. First of all, I got in late. I didn't uh, join in the vanilla versions, you know, the ones that Raidus really likes. Sorry, Raidus. The good ones. Well, at the time, you know. It was good. Building a computer that could handle these kind of, kinds of games was actually a little bit of a challenge for me back then. So kind of, I actually had to get some help to get a proper PC put together for it. But when he finally convinced me to join, guys, um, it was after uh, new game enhancements, which I know killed the game for a lot of people. But even still, Starfighter Combat on that game was just amazing. You know, the amount of customization, we'll talk more about that later, I'm sure. But... Uh, it, it was my personal favorite of the combat with uh, Star Wars Galaxies. The other thing that I really liked about it was the game's economy. You know, harvesters and getting the 
raw materials, the aluminum, the copper, that you would use materials to build your weapons and equipment. It was just like playing the stock market. And that's something that I really enjoyed about it. That's my two biggest memories of the game going forward. But in terms of uh, combat in particular, it was the Starfighter combat that really stuck out to me. What about you, Radis? Well, I got in like day one. Matter of fact, I think I was a day one player on that because I think I had it installed and had to wait. And the beginning of that game for all modern day gamers where you want quests and you want breadcrumbs, no, 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 no. Galaxy spawns you on a planet with a CDEF pistol or rifle, depending on your starting class, and that was it. No direction, no nothing. So for the first three months, it was literally standing outside of a major city, shooting whatever the low-level... Womp rats. Whatever it was. Um, I was on Corellia, and it was... I can't remember the name of it. They were flying bats. You would kill them over and over and over. Pick up the weapons that would drop. Hope it was a better roll than what you had. Destroy the old one if it was. Keep working. Then go and hope you had enough credits to buy the next skill. Hope you had enough credits to uh, clone your person, to put insurance on your weapons and items. Because if you wandered out and you died and you didn't clone yourself, all that experience between the last time you cloned and you died was gone. Not that you could get it back. So... You picked up three new skills and didn't have the money to clone yourself and then walked three minutes away from the major city and died. Those three skills were gone forever. The game was brutal. But just the atmosphere of Star Wars. And then once you did get up and start finding other players who had crafted stuff for you and you actually had the money to buy it and do a combat class. I was a master bounty hunter. And then when Jedi started showing up in the game, so fun to get into the only PvP in the original version of the game, going to kill other Jedis and watch them as you would kill them. And that character was gone forever off the server. So it just had a list of players on there that were Jedis because you could get a bounty for them. And you put them on your little list of names and you could just add them as a friend. They couldn't stop you from doing it. Logging as a bounty hunter and then you would just see all these people on your friends list logging out. It's like, yep, you knew they were playing Jedi, and they knew as soon as they saw you log on that you would get a, a bounty for them. That was probably the only time I loved PvP. Never been a huge PvP in any other game, but just that, just the satisfaction of knowing that just because I logged on, other people had to log off was just amazing. In a time where, like, you know, there wasn't World of Warcraft Arena or, you know, first-person shooters. Yeah, they were out there, but they weren't, you know, it just wasn't where a time investment felt satisfying to go out in PvP. So that's when I got it. And then the Starfighter was fun, but by then they'd already screwed up all the, in my opinion, screwed up all the combat with the combat upgrades and then putting in levels. And it just, if I had not played the original, I could have probably gotten into it because, like I said, I loved WoW. I love the the quest basing and all that. But there's just something about that. Here's Star Wars in an MMO, but it's your story. There isn't a story arc going on. If you want gear, there wasn't a, oh, go go to Tatooine and buy it from this. No, you had to find another player who had actually ground up the experience to make it, to buy it from them. It just really felt more like a community and less like a video game when it first came out. Yeah, and and when I got started in there, I, I started off in, I, I don't know, do we call it vanilla for that too? I don't know exactly. Yeah, it's pre 
pre pre twenty eight. 28.1 wasn't that what it was pre something is like pre-combat or whatever yeah and so uh, anyways i got in there and and i was just running around doing my thing became a master of terrorist kasai which was fun um especially when you did duel somebody and then finish them and it looked like you curb stomp them it was pretty awesome yep. but yeah we you know what really made the game fun is when when you know we got some other people in into it and you know including uh, my wife a little bit, um, our friend uh, Paul, who is not here and should be. Paul, you need to be here next time. <laughs> and and just some others. Uh, Aomic, if you remember him. Yeah. We don't know what his real name was, but, you know, we were on Vent and we would chit-chat and run, you know, run missions and those kinds of things because he was an uh, expert at everything in the as far as the once the big patch came in. And it it was just fun to have a cohesive group, and that's where the Western Coalition kind of came in. And, uh, you know, we would do our thing. You know, some of us, you know, I, I usually played some kind of Jedi is, is what my character was. Uh, I know uh, Marty over there, what were you? Uh, you were a smuggler for a long time, I remember. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't as big in, into the ground combat as uh, you were or most of the other guild members were. I preferred the start, the start of our combat. That's just where I came out. I played officer for a little while, and uh, uh, I did do bounty hunter because it was it was a fun class to play, but it seemed a little underpowered after NGE compared to some of the other classes out there. Yeah, and one of the things that was uh, was fun as far as the bounty hunters go, so it was the same concept. You can get bounties on people, but the way it worked was different. So let's say. Um, you know, Marty and I went to, there's a, uh, I believe it was Dantooine, uh, the Restus city where you would, it was a big PVP zone. And let's say you go in there and you're, you know, fighting other players and, you know, you finish them off. They have the option of putting a bounty on you. And it could be, you know, I don't remember what the minimum was, but um, I know at one point I was in the hundreds of thousands, if not more, uh, you know, enough to make it worth it that people would come after me. And uh, there was a, kind of a little exploit we would do because Marty could check to see if anybody was hunting me or any of his crew at any given time. And then once we found out we were, uh, I would essentially stop what I was doing, arm myself, and wait for the bounty hunter to come. And once he came, I would slaughter him because I had a, a pretty good build. It, there was a... Uh, gosh, I think it was like five points you could put into one thing that basically made it so, you know, the battle would rage on for, you know, quite a while because every they tried to balance the classes probably a little too much. And but I, I would buy five points in this ability that would uh, drain their energy just very gradually until the point where they couldn't do their big heal and then it was over. So uh, it was just a lot of fun. And then my bounty would grow and grow and grow until, you know, couple of people came and got me but that is what it is the, but, the, the other nice thing about uh, star wars galaxies especially when it came to group play once you had the guilds established i mean it was very good about customizable buildings in terms of your interior decorating yes you know putting together your various armors and gears together it was like putting together bat suits like out of batman beyond or something like that it was a uh, nice little touch but the uh Something that was really special about that game was the fact you could actually build a city that would appear on the actual map for all the server to see. Yeah, and and we had, oh gosh, what what were we called? 
Now I'm forgetting. We we were still we were still the Western Coalition, but yeah. we but you built yeah Caladan City. Caladan City, yeah, that's right. It was on Dantooine. Yeah, that's hilarious. We had and you know you could take your buildings and give people admin permission so they can get you know they could get into your cabinets and take stuff out or, and or change the decorations. Our guild hall was very well decorated with trophies and. Suits of armor and creatures in the basement that we randomly put in there. We had meeting halls and all kinds of, of stuff. When and we actually would have meetings and talk about what we were, what our plans were. We we tried desperately to to get into a war with somebody, but everybody was always too chicken to do it because I don't know science. I can't I can't think of why. Um, but at the at the same time, that game was starting to kind of wane at that point. Um, subscriptions were down. People didn't like the the game patch, uh, and and shortly, I mean, I won't say shortly. It was a while, but they started to fix it um, to some extent and make it more like World of Warcraft. And that's about the time we started playing World of Warcraft, and it was just too little, too late. I just want to say the switch. I remember vividly the switch from Star Wars Galaxies because that's our entire crew played Star Wars Galaxies for. Probably what better portion two years, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But it was your wife that got us into World of Warcraft. I had seen the game a couple times over the years through a couple other friends, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's cool looking." But the graphics were a little bit more, were a lot more cartoony compared to the Star Wars Galaxies. Just like, really, you guys find this fun? But then when your wife infected you and got you to uh, sit down and play, and then you spread the disease to me. Yeah. And uh, at the time, I was working at a call center. And the next thing I knew, we had people probably got it spread like a pandemic, a virus, and infected the HR manager, even, and uh, security guy, and about, uh, you know, 15 rank and file grunts. A bunch of supervisors. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I was going to say terrible, but no, it was awesome. Yeah. I, I hear all that uh, hatred for it, but. I can see it in your face. It's all lies. You loved every moment of it. At the end of the day, I really did enjoy the time. And while in World of Warcraft, that was a long run, probably because we were burning. We got we really came hot during Burning Crusade, and we ran all the way to Mr. Pandaria for the most part, right? Um. Yeah. Firelands is where things started to break up a bit. Yeah. That's, Ragnarok was that was what, my fault. What broke our guild? Oh, that was my well, it was my fault too because I went to. I went to night shift. I I got a promotion and couldn't play it. Couldn't play those days anymore. Cause well, I don't know if that that definitely did not help. But we just started losing tons and tons of players. We got down to the group of ten was okay, but we had some weak people in that group that kept making the same mistakes, which was then taking our stronger players and frustrating them. And we had people starting raiding with other other guilds, and then people just stopped playing. But in that particular iteration, you know, we were known as the West Kill Regulators. And, you know, I love the movie Young Guns. And uh, my favorite thing to say would be Regulators mount up. I'd, I had it as a macro, a very simple macro. And I used to say that whenever it was time for us to get our mounts and get going. And I had a couple times where they're like, oh, hey, it's the, regu- it's the Regulators mount, mount up guy. You know, whenever we did a big raid into we were we were alliance players guys and uh, whenever we went into the uh horde 
the horde raids. You know, we were going to do a raid of Undercity or... Um, yeah, we were taking out the world leaders because there was a quest chain where if you took if you took out all of the world leaders, you got a armored bear mount. So yeah. our goal was to get that. And we actually got that pretty handily, I might add. Yeah. yeah. We actually, not only did our guild get it, but at a certain point we were doing it what, like every other week, just as many people as we could get from any of the Alliance cities. Multiple 40-man groups rolling cities. But I remember... Uh, Matthew would set the timer and go five, four, three, two, one, and it'd be regulators mount up, and it was time to charge. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and it, usually at that point we'd have because the maximum group size I believe was forty or, or raid yeah. size, okay. and then so we'd have our forty man raid, and then we would or, uh, we would organize another forty man raid. Um, the reason we had to do that is because uh, we were a horde dominated server, PvP server. And we were, oh gosh, we were outnumbered three to one, four to one, something Locked to that in, effect. Yeah. So we'd have one forty-man raid running, <laughs> running, running for as a distraction, uh, and then the one that was actually going to take out the world boss would roll in there. And I mean, you know, it, it, after you take the, the boss out, it doesn't matter what happens to you if you escape or not. You know, you you, get, you got the achievement. You got the achievement exactly, <laughs> and. Um, and it was just a that game. I mean, so it, it got to the point where, at least on the server that we were on, um, we we were a relatively well known guild. We got pretty big. We were able to start clearing the twenty five man content um, pretty regularly as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we it was just one of those things that was it was a lot of fun. And so the the West Coast regulars. That's that's when we, you know, I mean, really we 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 played the game together we hung out together like in in real life and even met a lot of the people that that played with us from other states and whatnot we've hung out with them which i'm going to try to get some of them on this show as well because that'll be fun and it was just a it was just a great time it was i, I know i've said this in a podcast before um but it was kind of like um so like I'll use my dad as an example. So, you know, what my dad would do for fun um, when he had spare time, he'd go fishing, he'd go hunting, um, maybe he'd go with a couple of guys, maybe I'd go with them sometimes, you know, depending on the situation. Um, and then, you know, you talk about the adventures of the day and that, you know, that's how you built your stories. You know, uh, in modern day, yeah, you know, there's some of that. I like to go fishing. But as far as these big groups of people going in, you know, doing these, these dungeons, these raids, these quests, and you know, getting the accomplishments and working towards a a single goal and then achieving it and talking about it, and I mean, it was in where it was, uh, you know, in game, out of game, at work, at home, you know, it it, you know, it was an addiction, and it was, <laughs> it, it kind of did spread like like a like a plague at some points, but guy, I don't I don't regret it at all the guys at the at the call center always used to talk about it um well during downtimes about what we were going to do that night or hey have you talked to matthew aka kreth lately you know they're they're but uh to your point about you know it's kind of interesting that you brought up your dad because when i described world of warcraft to outsiders like, like how can you play something like this well in a lot of ways, it was a lot like going out on a big fishing or cam camping or hunting trip. You were expected to have the proper gear, like the proper fishing gear. You were expected to have the proper food, 
for the, or the proper buffs. You were expected to have the proper potions, the proper enchantments. And if you showed up to that camping trip or hunting trip without the proper gear, you know, it's like showing up without a tent or showing up without a, a cooler of beer. Without a fishing pole. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Which in WoW, I had that as, uh, in my items as well, but that's beside the point. And the other thing that I wanted to say, too, you know, one nice thing about uh, World of Warcraft, you know, why I do an MMO. You know, if you got friends that are living all over the country, you know, it's a great way to keep in touch with them. And, uh, you know, because we had our, you know, our local Illinois chapter. We had our St. Louis chapter, courtesy of Radis. You had a good five, six people contributing at that I point, def- didn't you? Uh, I think the most was probably well, we had Rodney, Drew. Three. Yeah. And then, well, and then Jackman. I mean, yeah. It, but I didn't realize Jackman was, was even in St. Louis until, yeah. It doesn't matter. He still counts for the same yep. chapter. We had a Nevada chapter even. It's true. And, yep. and off and on, I mean, off and on, we had, we'd have people from the UK. I mean, that was, that was always fun. Yep. You know, and just d- different groups across the country. And, and again, that's where, you know, that's where it's kind of funny because, you know, you think, oh, you know, you don't know these people personally, blah, blah, blah. And, and all of a sudden you kind of start doing life together. And then, you know, we go on a, you know, I go, we go on a trip to, to you know visit radius down in st louis and while we're down there we're like well hey we got jackman's number let's give him a call yep. so we give him a call and and you know we're sitting there and and this is uh and again i hope i hope we can get a hold of him and get him on the show at some point but so we're sitting there we're in this uh we're, we went to a bar and he's supposed to be coming down there and we're all sitting there and he comes rolling in and walks in and yells, "Regulators, mount up!" And it's yep. like, "Holy crap, it's Jackman!" Yep. You know, he actually said that. I wasn't yeah. there for oh, that. Oh yeah, trip. oh yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and it was uh, it was it was awesome. And then we hung out. Uh, you know, did what you know mid twenty people do <laughs> at times. In um, an Irish pub. And, yeah, in an Irish pub, and then back at the back at the house, and yeah, it was a it was a definitely a good time. And I mean, but again, you know, these are. You know, people, people at times, especially people who don't understand, they mock, they mock the MMO and or, and or any kind of, you know, online gaming situation. And they, you know, it, for, for a lot of us, it was just the way we hung out, you know, like yep. with, with Radis, you know, I see Radis, uh, I mean, a little bit more these days, cause just because we're all a little bit better, you know, financially suited yeah. to, to be able to just travel back and forth. Yep. Um, however, you know, back then, not so much. Most of us, I, I would just, I would argue we're living paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, if we could spend, uh, like 15 bucks a month, which is what this, co- the service costs, we can handle that. We can't always handle, you know, the, you know, 60, 70, $80 gas trip. Actually back then it, the gas was super expensive, Yeah, but, well, but yeah, it's like, it's like, it's just a cheap way to be able to hang out and, and just do things. Well, Again, to your point, and when you look at the financial aspect of it, you know, what I'll say to a lot of these critics, you know, it's kind of a nerdy thing to do. I'll be like, okay, well, if you think about it, though, we're spending $12, $15 a month per, per uh, subscription. Whereas, you know, if we were buying a new video game every month, you know, that was fifty nine ninety nine back in those days. And we played, this prevented us from buying new games for a good five, six years. And that also kept us out of the bars, too, at least on a weekly basis, depending on who you're talking to. Um, <laughs> you know, just instead of, like, spending, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 bucks a night, you know, tossing them back at a bar. You know, he's, Lightweight. 
I'm a small dude. <laughs> You're so tiny. I'm the runt of the litter, okay, guys? <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit it, you know. Cabaltra Mad Pony, they were always the, uh, the short guys of the team, but... Nice. Well, and if you just look at the MMO or any online gaming, like our parents and generations beforehand, Friday night, yes, they go to a bar or they go over to another friend's house and play cards or they just sit around talking. 90% of what we did in World of Warcraft was sitting in front of a computer talking to each yeah. other. Whether it's like, what'd you do today? How was your week? How's your wife doing? How's your mom doing? How's your dad? You know, just that kind of stuff. And then eventually be like, all right, what are we doing tonight? Are we going to five man it? Are we going to 10 man it? Are we going to 25 man it? But it still would come down to, okay, we're not fighting anything. We're just killing trash. So it's like, oh, the stupidest thing having to work today. You know, just like you would talk to a roommate or, you know, husband or wife or whoever. And that's pretty much what an MMO is kind of does. It's just a glorified chat room, but you have a video game to play. So whereas before, you know, you'd be like, all right, we're going to go over to Joe's house and hang out. We're going to drink beer and we're going to play some cards. Well, that's all we were doing, but it's a video game. No different. But, you know, God forbid one of us picked a fighter and got attacked by the opposing side. On the server, it was like throwing rocks at a hornet's nest. You attack oh, yeah. one West Co., you, t- you attack 20. Uh, those stupid horde had ruined many, many raid night by killing some one of our low levels in uh, Hillsbread. Not Hillsbread. What's the name that used to be a... South Shore. Yeah, South Shore. Or Ungaro Crater. Yeah, kill a lobby out there. Stacy, that's, all of a sudden it's that's like, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, we have 25 people on right. All right. I just got killed by a horde. These guys, are, these guys are camping me. <laughs> Where are you at? We'll be there in three minutes. Yep. Keep them busy. Yeah. Keep <laughs> dying. Keep them keep in the area. Keep them in the area. Keep rising. It's going to so be awesome. For anyone who's listening out there, if you used to be in a horde guild called Honor and Glory, good. Yeah. We enjoyed running you off our server. Yeah. You all had to go away. But, you know, the West Coast experience wasn't just limited to... Uh, Star Star Wars and Westco. I mean, not Westco, but uh, World of <laughs> Warcraft. We were even doing in Battle Pirates. You remember Battle oh, Pirates? Oh yeah, Dude, yeah. Westco is everywhere. We not only did we do Galaxies, but then we went on, and there was a Westco in Old Republic that oh, went for a while. Yes, I yes. forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a current Westco in Destiny Two yep. for people who play on. And consoles. there was in Destiny One. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the same group. But yeah, uh, let's see. What else have we? What other games have I played that I know West Coast been in there since? I'm probably the one out of the three of us who played the most games. I have no idea. To uh, be I honest. know there's a West Coast in Neverwinter Nights. Not a very. Not even, there's like four of us in there. But. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, funny. Well, maybe we should make a vow, and uh, the next uh, big uh, game we want to commit to, you know, we could round up another 15 people for a baseline. I have 50 people in Wesco on Destiny 2. Well, that's very awesome of you. Thank you for continuing the legacy. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, if you just buy the game, I'd have 51 people. I'm retired, Radis. I'm an old man now. No, you're just tired, not retired. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, <laughs> so, um, so Wesco lives on. Um, you know, and it's again, it's one of those. It's one of those things like any anybody who was in Wesco for any extended amount of time um, at this point, you know, we most of us in some form are still in contact. Um, 
you know, I, the social media thing, obviously. But it's it's pretty funny when, you know, people who we haven't played this game with in years. I mean, all of a sudden, like, you know, they pop they pop something up on Facebook, and then we start a, a conversation in Messenger. And it's like, oh, hey, how's you know, how are you doing? Oh, how's your you know, how's your little girl doing? Oh, yeah, she's well, you know, six and a half now. What the hell? When where where did that time go? I know, yeah. you know, it's it's. It's one of those things, um, you know, again, you do life together, uh, you know, sometimes in person, if we're lucky enough, uh, you know, sometimes it's, you know, via the Internet. And that's, you know, that's just the reality of of where we are at now as a society. You know, it's we have evolved. Um, we're going to continue to evolve uh, as times change. And that's just, you know, that's that's just the reality of it. You know, we are social creatures. And, you know, whether we do it in person or, again, with screens or, or however else we do it, we're going to continue to find ways to connect and, and build those relationships because it is important. We, you know, it's, uh, being alone is, is not a good thing, you know, even if it, you know, even if it's just, you know, talking to people online, having that social interaction, it's a good thing. So I'm going to say MMOs, thumb up. <laughs> and yeah, God bless the MMO. You know, MMOs were a great game medium. Just one quick question, and I don't want to get too off topic, guys. It's okay. But uh, answer me this: In your opinion, was there a reason why the West Coast, what the Western Coalition or West Coast regulators, never really got involved in a first-person shooter after all these years? Why Rewind the tape like forty-five Destiny. seconds. Is the first-person shooter? Say again. Destiny is the first-person shooter. Oh, that's chosen. I know. <laughs> Welcome to that retired statement again. Nice. And um, no, you said I was just tired. I was yeah, retired. Yeah, see? <laughs> uh, so, I think the the biggest t- thing with it is like the hardcore West Coast who are from the original were are and are more MMO um, RPG style players. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the science fiction fantasies side of it too, and I know well, Destiny is that, but it's just it. It's it's different. It, it, it's the RPG. It, it's the fact that you have more control over the world than in not just your character. Whereas with an FPS, even with Destiny, that is trying to go RPG, and I wish they would get into it more. You still are just your character. Well, let me rephrase so. then. I mean, why didn't we ever do like a Battlefield Two or? Uh, I think there might be. I think, I think I may have started a clan, but it, that wasn't something that you would get like. Those or Call kind of, of Duty or yeah, anything see, like that. See, those kind of first-person shooters, and it's the issue that I have with it as a personal and as a gamer. It, it's fun to play, like, with four or five people for about an hour okay. for me. And I think most of our group is like that. After an hour, it's like, okay, seen this map three times. I've gotten sniped 104 times. I'm not progressing anything. Yes, you're unlocking ranks, which gets you, you know, new attachments and all that. But there is no – the sense of achievement is when you get that kill. Mm-hmm. And then you move on to the next one. Whereas in an MMO or a, sorry, I moved away from the mic, or uh, an RPG, the progression isn't in the moment to moment. It's in the long term. It's the let's finish this five man dungeon in under 40 minutes without wiping. That's a very good point. You know, and then it, once you do that and you work on that for a week, and then the next week's like, all right, let's do that same five man dungeon, but let's do it with no CC and let's do it in 20 minutes. Call of Duty, first-person shooters, and those style first-person shooters, you don't have that. You don't have that, let's go out and let's see if we can't just wipe this team out in three minutes. 
because you've got 40 people versus 40 people, and unless you've got 40 people in your group joining at the same time, there isn't that coordination. Whereas in an RPG and all that, it's like, hey, we're going to do a five-man dungeon. If we have five people on, I know all four people that's with me. We're all in the same group, so we're talking. So we can blitz a dungeon, and we can perfect everything and get the better gear to do it faster, to do the next harder thing up. Whereas, do, you, do you think the... Uh Dungeon finders and features of those of that nature kind of diminished the value of. Uh... No, what I think diminished was the diminishing of the loot from that. Yeah. So the the looking for raid, I think it was a great thing that WoW put in there. The reason being is because you go some of the best content is the raid. You know, it's the best design for mechanics. It's some of the better air better zones. And if you're not in a clan or, or a guild, if you don't have nine other people that you know, you just don't get ready to see that. So then they put in the LFR to allow people to see it, which I think is a great thing. The problem is you get in there and it's like, okay, you you, you can't get this item because it doesn't fall in LFR. Or instead of being item level 250, it's 220, which is okay, but... It's still one of those things. Is just the the progression isn't there. I think the, the disparity between the loot was too much, and then I think they made a huge misstep when they started tying story to mythic dungeons, which don't have an LF four. You have to have a pre made group for mythic dungeons. That's really where I stopped playing in uh, Battle for Azeroth. Got all the way through the story. One story mission left, and then you had to beat a mythic five-man dungeon to see the final arc at the beginning of the, the game. I know that it's progressed since then, but it was just me and Matt playing at the time in, in Wesco and completely different schedules. So I couldn't even get a two-player group to go, and the the looking for channel, you know, like, oh, how many times have you cleared it? Haven't even been in it yet. I'm sorry, we're not, we're not going to take you. Yeah. You know, and that's any games like that but you know one thing one thing that you said earlier in the uh in the sh- podcast uh Raidus, you had mentioned how star wars galaxies had like no story support no guidance no yeah. i mean you were thrown in there and you were expected to wander the world the galaxy yep. and it's so accurate whereas like wow had the exact opposite it was all Quest driven. What made these things after after vanilla? Because yeah, during vanilla, there there were quests, but it was there weren't breadcrumbs. It was not as much. Yeah, exactly. They, they were there. That in vanilla WoW, once you cleared the starting zone or even like even the starting hub, it didn't really have anything. It's like, hey, go over there. It was just like, okay, go kill these thirty boars. Now go kill these thirty things. Now bring me forty of those. Now go kill this name guy. Thank you. And you're like, where do I go now? They improved that. I think the difference in what happened was Galaxies is one of the earliest, if not the first actual online MMO. Mm, I'd have to do research on that. Um, But their whole aspect was, this is your Star Wars story. So they really didn't want to... They wanted you to create your own Star Wars experience, which is what they did with it. Um but it definitely made it a hardcore game. And when you make a hardcore game, and even WoW has gone through this, you really diminish, just what I was talking about, you you diminish how many people in your community can actually see some of your best content. So when you're that hardcore, 
like I said, literally for the first months, like now everyone's seen Java Palace, Java's Palace and Galaxies, whether you play the emulator or you actually got to play it. Originally, that was a two-hour walk Yep, that you had to walk to get to Java's Palace. And if you survived it, you got to see Java's Palace. Yep. Done. Yay. That was fun. I made the mistake of going to the Sarlacc pit. Sarlacc pit instantly killed you. Again, another two-hour walk. Um, I can remember when they put it in the first little, like, I don't know. It's not really a dungeon, but they put it in a Tusken Raider camp on Tatooine. It's a three-hour run to get to it without dying. Enough people started doing it and figured it out. They got it down to a 25-minute run. But you would spawn in the city and literally turn until you saw a group of people running in a certain direction. And you just followed them, just kept running. And you go to Tusken Raider, you would kill as much as you can, and then you would die. Respawn in the city, start your run again. They, this is after they took out the, the cloning, so you didn't have to worry about experience loss. But that was just what you're doing because you couldn't get to it any quicker. You only spawn in the major cities. There's no flight path. There were no speeders. It was literally running. So really, from that aspect, you had to dedicate a ton of time to do anything. So a lot of hardcore players loved it. People wanted to jump in and go, I've got 30 minutes to play. So you kill four things and you're done. World of Warcraft said, okay, we want to want to take that, but we want to be able to say someone who has 30 minutes and have them feel that 30 minutes was they accomplished something. So that's when they, you know, you do quest lines, you do, you know, you're leveling, which Galaxies tried to put in, but by that time they had already lost too many of their hardcore players. And the people who did love the game hated the, the change to that because they wanted the hardcore version. But wow, really grabbed that. It's like, okay, you can play for four hours a week and feel accomplished and not feel like you're falling behind. Whereas in Galaxies, if you didn't play four hours a day, probably didn't pick up a new skill which means you didn't progress anything which means when you logged in for your next four hours you're gonna do the same thing over and over and over so if that helps to answer that question or if i ran and on i mean that. it's just kind of like a remarkable difference because now by the time i got into world of warcraft there was already burning crusades so a lot of the quest the a lot of the quest infrastructure was already in place but i always remembered even with NGE, Star Wars Galaxies, the, quest, the quests weren't nearly as pronounced as they were in World of Warcraft. But yeah. I still found the games equally as enjoyable. Yeah. You know, despite the radical difference in the formatting. And I'm just trying... Um, go ahead. Well, with that, I would also say you have to... to it's hard to, to say, to, but to separate those two... To say that they, you know, you enjoyed both of them is, is, is fine. But to understand the Star Wars really helped to hold up galaxies lacking and stuff because mm -hmm. really the reason i bought it was a star wars online game yeah so when you start looking at nge and the questing and all of that it was okay it wasn't great but the the system that they had built originally wasn't designed for it they weren't designed for dungeons they weren't designed for quests so when they start trying to add these there was a lot of old code that either broke or they had to refix it which is a lot of development time, whereas World of Warcraft from day one, they're like, all right, here's what we're doing. Here's the quests. Here's the dungeons. They only had to go and say, okay, well, people don't know how to get from A to B hubs. So like, all right, let's take the A hub and we're going to add one more quest. What does that quest do? Go talk to Joe, which now shows you how to get to B. So that was an easier fix from vanilla 
to Burning Crusade than galaxies that on year three or four said, okay, we have a system, an entire game's been built for three years. We have no quests in it, no leveling system. Let's put it in there. And let's put it in there with six months of development. And I remember the one thing about uh, galaxies in particular was the grind at 90 or whatever was a hideous, hideous grind. I remember killing Night Sisters on Dathomir for hours and then Dark Jedi on Dantooine and just took forever. And right. it was just not not a very fun experience, I, I do recall. I mean, once you, got, once you got your level up, it was great. But yep. uh, the grind up to max level was not a fun one. Yep. And that, that's a direct yeah. uh, response to the fact that it wasn't built for questing. So with no quest or anything, it wasn't designed to go, okay, how do we get from level 1 to level 90? You know, in the original alpha or the original version of the game, it's like, okay, here's all your skills. You want to get to the second level of the skill? Just use your pistol. Okay, I killed something. Oh, that gave me 3,000 pistol experience. I need 300,000. I know what I got to do. But when I like, all right, we're going to take that completely away and says, okay, now you need to go from zero experience to a million or whatever it was. But they're like, oh, but when you kill that Womp Rat that used to give you 3,000 pistol experience for killing it, it gives you 50 experience. That takes a lot longer to, to level. I got two questions for you guys really quick. You know, we had a very successful run as the Western Coalition in both galaxies, and I think World of Warcraft is even more successful. Yeah. Um, probably twice as successful as it was in uh, Star Wars Galaxies. In terms of the numbers, what do you think is the nice sweet spot around it as an estimate as far as, like, how many good members you think you need to have a good successful group like that? but not overpowering. It depends on the game. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on the game. If we're talking about uh, War, World of Warcraft, um, I would say we were we were getting to be where we were, I don't want to say at our best, but uh, productive. Our most productive as a guild as far as clearing endgame content. Uh, in the beginning when we had probably 13, 14 good members. And by good, yeah. I just mean... People who are geared out, they do the research, you know, they, you know, they get ready or they're like my wife who uh, just listens to what we say and does what we say. Um, but she still did her gearing out and everything. But she wasn't a, she was never a hardcore gamer per se, but she would she jump in there and she would do her part. Um, but, yeah, I'd say probably 13 members if, if you're if your goal is to do 10 man content, because there's always going to be somebody that's gone. Yeah. I may say in war. The World of Warcraft scenario, probably at 13 to 15 players is what's needed because you're right. You've got If you've got 10 good players Tuesday night, you want to raid. Well, six people are on. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we can't raid. Got 15 players. Better chance that you'll have 10 on or nine. It's like, okay, we just got to pug out one. Does anyone have someone on their friends list? Always a healer. Yep, so we're having <laughs> that issue right now. In Destiny, in, it's not even... A ten-player raid is a six-man raid, uh, and we just can't get a consistent six on every night that I'm trying to raid. So it's like, all right, Tuesday we want to raid. Well, all right, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, on. All right, seven thirty, eight thirty, nine o'clock. We got four, four people on. Can't raid with that. Um, and LFG for Destiny is even worse than for World of Warcraft. So you know, you really need. I guess the easy way to put it is you need 150 percent 
of whatever the minimum amount of people to do whatever content you want to do to be successful. Okay, that's a good formula, I would say. Yeah, because yeah. that way you, you, you there's a good chance at that rate you'll have enough players on consistently to do what you want to do in a video game. Okay, second question, and I'm just going to start this off with a little bit of a statement here. Personally, I love the old West Coast days, you know, I've, from start to finish, and I'd like to see a resurgence someday. I mean, I don't know what how practical it's going to be. 20 years, 30 years when we retire. But uh, if you could think of a type of game where you would like to see a West Coast resurgence, what kind of game would you like to would you like to see a West Coast uh, resurgence in? See, I want to say Eve Online so bad, but that game, <laughs> that game would kill us yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah, but that that would be the style of game that I would love to get into. Yeah, what about not, something that doesn't necessarily that. exist right now? Hmm. Uh, that's uh, yeah. That's almost an impossible question to ask answer because I would like. Here we go. Now, if we're talking MMO style. No, he said a game that doesn't exist. I'm so. going to say MMO style. And, and, and that that would, still qualifies for the question. Right. I would love for there to be a, a space opera. And I don't mean Star Wars, you know, but like a, some kind of space opera where we could, where, you know, gosh, I, so, it's, it's hard to say because... There's so little originality now, but I but I want I would love for there to be a space opera of sorts, where you have, you know, the ground combat that you would that you know typical MMOs have, um, but at the same time, you know, we throw in actual starfighter simulator combat, not just like what what it was in in uh, Star Wars Galaxies. Is there, are you talking like maybe capital ship or medium? Well, ship? I mean, I, I would love for there to be like where you, you know, you can mod your ships and that's cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you more like um, X-Wing and TIE Fighter, those those old school computer games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of like that where you could, you know, yeah, modify your ships and do that. And, and Radis has got his. There's already one out there. Apparently there's one that and we're going to playing. Two. But. What I'm trying got? to think of the you name like, of it. You mean like going in as like a squadron or something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe something. Honestly, where we where we kind of go in like um, uh, XCOM, right. X, XCOM style. Actually, oh, yeah. XCOM would be well. Ah, yeah, XCOM might be good, a good MMO, or some some variation some thereof. Of, some kind of modification on that. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd actually be pretty good. And you know, one side note that I want to bring up here, real quick, guys, is. As much as I love the MMOs, as much as I love gaming, as much as I love the group thing, one issue that I've always had that's kind of taken the fun out of it is at some point, and you know this is true too, at some point the game becomes a little too scientific, too, too into the numbers. Like you, you get conversion rates where you have to like have a spreadsheet almost to... Uh, tell you what the proper breakdowns of gear is and stuff like that. Take some of the fun out of it. But on the flip side, going back to our friend Paul, a.k.a. Goshi, I mean, he was, in my opinion, the best engineer of Starfighter uh, parts that I've ever seen in a a game, let alone a server. (laughs) But, I mean, he had, like, uh, Excel files for what what kind of parts he could reverse engineer and get some of the best Starfighter gear for customized ships 
in the entire server, possibly the game. And it was ridiculous. Uh, we, you essentially would have the uh, fastest, most maneuverable ships possible, and you'd have some kind of... Uh, you'd have basically have, like, a, a capital ship weapons on it somehow. So you have the maneuverability of the fastest ships, but you have the firepower. No armor. Different. You went real quiet on that. Okay. Well, that's great. But, yeah, with, the, with those ships that, that negotiate, like the negotiate specials, no armor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he would have to, uh, if you got into Starfighter combat, you know, just make sure you, got the, you take out your enemy in the first burst. But those weapons were good enough to take out almost any enemy on a single burst. Especially our, our arch enemy. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. I, I, I will not say their name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, MMOs, super good time. A lot of good memories. Would love to get back into it at some point, you know, once there's time in the day for that, which, you know. Why don't you finish raising the kid first, and then we get to it? Yeah, i got to finish raising my daughter to uh, adulthood and beyond. So, yeah, about the time I'm going to retire, so that'll be great. <laughs> so, um, I would say, you know, this, this conversation that we're having right now, um, this is, we're just, you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, you know, there's a lot of stories in, in, in I would say, you know, we could, we could do an entire uh, podcast on, on uh, Star Wars Galaxies. I'd say one. One would probably be enough. But as far as World of Warcraft, uh, we would definitely have to do several, several podcasts on that because there's just so many different things that we have done in that over the years. I mean, this. I mean, some of us played for gosh, eight, nine, ten years. Honestly, oh, yeah. yep. off and on maybe. But um, so there's definitely a lot of stories there, which uh, we'd like to get some extra guests on. Um, you know, maybe get some of the old school people that we haven't, you know, haven't talked to a whole lot, but maybe keep in contact with on social media. So um, we're definitely going to be organizing that going forward. So kind of in closing, um, just for just for the fun of it, what is hmm, yeah, what would be your man? I'll just throw it out there because we it might be we might double dip on this, but. Um, what is your most memorable event or accomplishment in an MMO? It doesn't matter which one. We'll start with uh, Marty because he's looking perplexed. <laughs> Single greatest accomplishment in MMO. You see, guys, I wasn't as good as the rest of you guys when it got down to it. Um, <clears throat> my personal favorite thing to do would be to team up with Paul as a as a bounty hunter and uh, take the same contract at the same time because I think you could have up to three bounty hunters taking on a single target so Paul and I would join up as uh, two guys and find the single target hanging out in town and just seeing how quickly they would run away after getting shot at by two guys was uh, a very satisfying thing to do but uh yeah, I, when it came to the MMOs, like you have to do your button combinations to get the max damage, and especially once you started doing the add-ons that recorded your damage and your output, I just couldn't keep up, guys. And that's what kind of uh, accelerated my path to retirement. But uh, that being said, you know, I always enjoyed 
well, for lack of better terminology, cheating <laughs> to uh, take out a target. <laughs> well, I guess it wouldn't be cheating, but it was definitely low. Exploits. Yes. What do you got, Radis? I've got a couple, so I'm going to throw two at you. One is pre-Wesco, again, back to Galaxy's first year of it. Loved being a ba- master bounty hunter, getting those first Jedi bounties. Sitting in a cantina, no armor on, waiting for the Jedi to come in to get his mind buff. Because he didn't know I had a bounty on him. So the little red dot comes on the radar, figure out which one he is, wait for him to sit. Give him about 30 to 45 seconds and then hit my macro to fully armor up and then drop my two rancors and kill him instantly. And they couldn't, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't target you unless, no, until I you made blue, the first move. I was a blue dot on their screen. They're a red dot on mine. And then it's pretty hard to kill anybody whenever you get two rancors beating on you. Plus, at that time, the bounty hunters knocking you down, setting you on fire, zapping your mind. That was fun. And my second one is into the World of Warcraft, fighting a certain mage by the name of Balthazar for top DPS in Karazhan yep. through all the different fights. I love that. love coming into that and not, not being not being into the game as long as you guys had because you guys got me into it for, as a Christmas gift. But to be able to go into Kara and then start seeing where it's like, okay, I'm figuring this game out and I've got it. And it's like, all right. DPS numbers. All right. Uh, Balthazar got me on that one. Next one. Yeah, there we go. There's where it should be. Cadus right there on top. And the next one's like, all right. This week it was Balthazar. Next week it was me. Just back and forth through that entire raid for months raiding Karazhan. That first full raid, all Wesco, fighting for top DPS spot. And some of the more challenging content at the time, and even compared to some of the later raids, I think Kara, the original Karazhan, it's probably still one of the better designed raids. You know, it's kind of funny that you keep on talking about, uh, you know, your glorious battles and things. While you're out having glorious battles, you'd find me at the auction house buying up <laughs> primal, primal earths, primal lifes, you know, making my... Uh, Commodities market. <laughs> playing the uh, auction house stock market. Price on Mage Leaf Cloth is way down, but if I buy it at this price, I can make two gold a ream. <laughs> you know, something. That's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, for for me, uh, I'm I'm gonna go kind of in, and again, well, we might double dip on this in other conversations, but um, two things that come to mind is is again, you know, Karazan was uh, Mage tanking the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mage tanking the uh, uh, the dance hall or the uh, 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 it was uh, right b- right before Moreau's. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Yep. Because uh, back then we did not have a paladin tank, so we couldn't throw down consecrate. So we had to have somebody that could basically run in there, uh, spam mm. spam an AOE. And, and we were druid taking that, weren't we? We were druid, oh. which well, that's a, that's another conversation <laughs> for another day. But uh, that that was always fun, where it's like, keep me up, guys, don't let me go. And then, uh, so I mean, that was definitely um, that was pretty awesome. And then, um, secondly, oh man, there's so many. But uh, yeah, we'll just yeah, I'll tell it. So um, it was uh, like two o'clock in the morning. Um, I was up. 
you know, I, I'm, I'm a night person anyways, usually, but um, I was up late. Jackman was up late and we decided to do two's arena. So we're both, you know, I'm playing on my, my mage. He's playing on his priest. So he's a disciplined priest. I am a uh, arcane mage, a.k.a. Uh, arcane palm pyro, okay, as it right. was called. And we, you know, we would win maybe three out of five. I mean, we were doing arena a lot. Was arcane palm pyro or I thought it was fire? No. Uh, so it's uh, arcane is your skill tree, but you can still buy pyroblast. And presence of mind, okay. which is the palm part of it, right. was uh, was there as well. So, um, anyway, so we're we're playing twos and we're winning like three out of five. We're trying to get to the next level to get the you know the the points needed to get the gear, the the PvP gear and all that. And it was getting late and we're getting kind of punchy. And all of a sudden we get, we go uh, we we get into this match, and the names that appear was uh, Ashlar and um, uh, who was the other one? I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, anyways, so one of them is a bear form druid normally, and the other one was a gosh, what was the other one? Now, actually one, they were both druids, weren't they? I think one of them was a shaman, but... Shaman! Yeah. Okay, so anyways, long story short, Bearform Druid, right? Bearform Druid is a tanking class. They have tons of, of health and everything else. So Bearform Druid charges at me, stuns me for a second. I have an ability to get out of it immediately. I hit Palm Pyro, which, is, which I, I programmed a macro to pop, to pop all the buffs and everything else and fire that off because it basically makes an eight-second cast and instant cast just one time. So I hit him with that, and then I followed it up with, with what's called Fire Blast, and I two-shot him, and he dropped. And what made that so memorable wasn't just that. It was the fact that the only thing that Jackman could say over the headset was, <laughs> and he just would not stop laughing. I think he m might have been under the influence of something. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Never. So then, so then the, what made it even better was, so these people are on our server, and these people used to be in our guild, and they were jerks. And, you know, they, we, I don't remember if, I don't think we kicked them out. I think they quit after we didn't let them raid with us one time because they weren't ready for it, but they were just these jerks. So we, we jump out and then, and then Jackman just starts trolling them in, in, in a trade chat. And it was just, it was one of those times we were punchy and it was late and it was great. Like we just, oh, so fun. So fun. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of close up on that. We will definitely be revisiting World of Warcraft for sure. Possibly some other MMO conversation. Um, but this will be a somewhat long series, uh, you know, as, as we go forward. Um, and we'll have a lot of fun with that. Yep. So um, for those of you listening, if you have any, uh, if you've played with us and would like to be on this podcast, let me know. We'll get you on there. Uh, definitely have some stories with a lot of you guys. Uh, otherwise, uh, would definitely uh, we'll definitely be bringing in some people who have played with us. And um, if there's any topics that you guys might want us to cover, uh, go ahead and go to um, our Facebook page or and or send us an email, which all that stuff will be in the description of this. So uh, definitely get in contact with us. We'd like to hear from you. So uh, this is it for the uh, Game Files podcast for this particular event so uh we'll be signing off now so glad glad having you here in person marty for the first time
Glad to be here. And rate us for the second time and probably again tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Second live, but not the last. And I'm Matthew, and it was good to talk to you. Take care, people. Peace out. I'm a charge in my fireball. And I'm like, don't do it, Jimmy. He's like, I'm a fire in my fireball. And I was like, bam, counterspell. Leroy Dragons. <laughs>